0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: At six, there will be prizes, a raffle, table games, and more. The cost to play is $15 per person or $120 for a team of eight. Sign up at DecaturArts.org. More stories, podcasts, and videos at nowdecatur.com.
2: She's still raising money, but for how long? I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Nikki Haley's campaign says she got a million dollars in 24 hours since losing the New Hampshire primary, but... One Haley supporter and donor says enough's enough. Fandy Sabin tells Fox.
3: You gotta know when to hold them. You gotta know when to fold them. It's time for her to fold them. She has absolutely no chance.
2: Former President Trump posted on True Social. Anyone who donates to Haley would not be welcome in the MAGA camp. She held a rally in South Carolina last night.
4: Donald Trump got out there and just threw a temper tantrum.
2: Referencing the Trump victory speech in New Hampshire.
4: Rightly or wrongly. Chaos follows him.
2: Now, former President Trump may testify today in court in New York at a civil defamation trial he calls election interference. Author E. Jean Carroll seeking more damages on top of the $5 million she already won at the first trial, claiming the former president sexually assaulted her decades ago, then defamed
0: her, denying it.
4: Donald Trump is the most capable person to be president that can beat Joe Biden, but not just beat Joe Biden clean up a broken border.
2: Republicans like Senator Lindsey Graham blame the president for record illegal immigration, demanding border policy changes as some Democrats urge President Biden to federalize Texas's National Guard for still blocking border patrol despite a Supreme Court ruling from going into a park in Eagle Pass to cut razor wire the state put up to keep migrants out. Governor Greg Abbott is calling the Biden
0: administration's border policies lawless and today the White House is pushing right back, insisting the governor is simply politicizing what's happening in his backyard. Several high-profile Republican governors, including Ron DeSantis of Florida, now rushing to Abbott's defense, arguing states like theirs also have a right to protect themselves.
2: Fox's Mark Meredith at the White House, a condemned killer, may make history tonight. Dying in a new way, Alabama planning to suffocate Kenneth Smith using nitrogen gas, the first time that execution method's been tried. Smith failed to block it in court.
5: America's listening to Fox News. Progressive
0: presents 10 things on a food truck owner's to-do list that are harder than getting a commercial auto insurance quote. Stocking the fridge, prepping the stations, finding employees that get along well, finding employees that actually do their job. Look at you, Gary. Balancing the books, balancing the flavors, having a fresh menu and fresh produce and fresh meat, but never a fresh mouth. But the easiest thing on a small business owner's to-do list? Seeing if you can save on commercial auto insurance. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage subject to policy terms and conditions.
2: Well, former President Trump and Nikki Haley take swipes at each other in the Republican White House race. President Biden got an endorsement in Washington from the United Auto Workers Union.
6: Well, I stood
0: in solidarity with you on the picket line.
2: The president supporting the UAW in last year's strike. As, a, as your president said, I want to pick a line. Donald Trump went to a non-union shop and attacked you. Now today, the president will go to a battleground state. President Joe Biden
5: travels to Superior, the far northwest corner of Wisconsin, typically a Democrat stronghold where White House spokeswoman Karine Jean-Pierre says the president will tell voters that things are getting better. He's going to continue to talk about investing in America, what he's doing to make make Americans' lives a little bit more easier Right, a little, giving them a little bit more breathing room, talk about binomics.
2: Democrats investing heavily in Wisconsin in a third announced visit to the battleground state for President Biden or a top administration official this week. Though a state, according to a Marquette University law poll in which over 70% of voters are pessimistic about the economy. Jeff Manasso. Fox News. Ukraine is demanding an international investigation into the Russian military plane crash that Russia claims was shot down, killing 65 Ukrainian prisoners of war as the two countries keep battling.
4: Ukraine's oil and gas giant Naftogaz says it's been targeted by a massive ongoing cyber attack. Last month, authorities blamed Russian intelligence for a similar attack on Ukrainian telecommunications. This as Ukrainian sources reveal they've hit a Russian oil refinery in a drone attack. Officials near the refinery say they've put out a fire and no one's been hurt. According to Reuters, Kiev plans to keep going after facilities providing fuel for the Russian military. Jonathan Savage, Fox News.
2: On Wall Street, stock futures are mixed like yesterday when the Dow fell, but the S&P 500 rose to another record high. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Don't miss your
5: chance to cheer on fighting Illini basketball this season. Deafening in here. 15,000, another sellout. We need all of the Line Nation to help us defend State Farm Center. And Illinois overcomes their largest deficit of the season. Great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. The Illini win it. Get your
4: tickets today at FightingIllini.com. This is real estate agent Sandra Yelovich with Brink Otter Realtors. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, I can help. Selling opportunities are better than ever. Call me, Sandra Yelovich, at 217-855-1196 to find out more. Investing in real estate is investing in your future. So again, call me, Sandra, at 217-855-1196 for all your real estate needs.
1: Find your way
5: home. Brink
6: All right. Foggy downtown. Expect more of that today, but warmer temperatures.
7: That's right. We've got rain and widespread dense fog, high near 44. Tonight, rain again, patchy fog and a low of 35. For Friday, patchy fog in the morning, then cloudy with a high of 44. Saturday, another 40% chance of rain, cloudy with a high near 44. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 37 degrees. Your WSOY time is 7.06.
6: Good morning and welcome to the program. Our top secret password today, pothole. Just be careful out there. We trade the ice for like caves. Paul Osborne in studios with us, the City Hall Insider. We figured out who our third senator is too, by the way. Company starts now.
0: Buyers and Company, WSOY,
5: 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowindecator.com.
6: You know, every 10 years, the uh, census uh, happens, and the parties that be, whether you're red or blue... Uh, in the state of Illinois or anywhere else in the United States of America, it is very, very important for them to be in control when that 10-year uh, uh, thing approaches because that's how they redraw all the maps, right? And you can go to red states, blue states. They're, they're really not even hypercritical to each other over it because they know that's the aim. They both do it. Whoever's in charge gets to draw the map. Happens every 10 years.
4: Oh Yeah, and it's just uh, whether it's the Republicans or Democrats in charge, that's the way it's going to work.
6: Yeah, and they don't really want wants to really change it because <laughs> Republicans are still holding hope that they could be in charge and yeah, then they want to yeah. do it.
4: Well, and then uh, if you're not in charge, you, you talk about it. Uh, this being done by computer, yeah. Just, you know, you but know.
6: no one really wants that. Uh, so we got a, a like sort of a mishmash this last go around. Which, and, and I'll, I think I'll prove my point just by the, the obvious that you're you're not served well when someone only needs a little part of you to get reelected, right?
4: Yeah. yeah. And they can ignore you and still get reelected because you're to that point
6: to, yeah. that point, to that point. Here we are uh, in January, New Year, uh, approaching February, you know, pretty quick. It's the end of the month. And Doris Turner, Senator Turner, comes in here once a month to be with us on the air and talk about the issues. Um, the other Turner, Sally Turner, came in. When she wanted your vote for election, we've not heard one peep from her since. Senator Steve McClure came in, wanted your vote, talk about uh, whatnot. Uh, one of the guys on the way out the door telling me how much he hated Darren Bailey and what a jerk he was. Uh, not on the air, of course. And then we've not heard a peep from him since. So two two of our three senators. I, I don't even know if they've been back to Decatur. They certainly haven't been interested in getting to a larger audience, or that the same with you.
4: Uh, for the most part, I, I received news releases. I'm not talking uh, about just
6: that stuff being generated. I'm talking about, hey, can we get on and tell you what we're doing for you in Springfield?
4: No, uh, no, that that really hasn't happened, and uh, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a time when uh, things have been so chopped up. I mean, you ask the average person on the street. Uh, Who's your state representative or who's your senator? And they'll either name someone who isn't. Or they don't even know. And I think part of that is just because of being so chopped up.
6: Part of that is, and part of it is because so many of these people are playing national politics that they don't identify with their constituents.
4: Yeah, that could be. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the issues today are national I mean, national the, what's issues.
6: the Illinois Freedom Caucus doing for, you know, potholes and, and roads and infrastructure and basic service?
4: Well, I think that's the reason you, at least it used to be the reason, you, you elect people, you represent us in springfield you're dealing with issues that affect us in this state of illinois national politics that's why you have congress people why you have senators you know but you represent us here in the state you represent our district in the state
6: but there's been a move right and that move if i look at it like red versus blue? I don't even mean policies or ideals. I'm talking about just just the people who represent us. Uh, Congresswoman Budzinski's in tomorrow. She's been a regular guest since, you know, before the election, after the election. Senator Turner's in here every month. Congresswoman Mary Miller hasn't done any media at all, uh, is doing nothing but national issues. You, you, you know, you have to, be, is it enough just to tell people to be angry or are you there to actually do something to serve the people that put you there?
4: I don't know if you saw the the Pew report that was released. I did. You did, mm-hmm. where it indicated what that the, the animosity towards members of of the other party, of people support. Has just risen dramatically from like forty-seven percent to seventy. It's not
6: enough to disagree; you got to hate the other person.
4: Yeah, and that's just uh, so unlike what we've always been about. Mm -hmm. And we see that in national politics. We see it on the screen every you know every day. It's not enough to run for an office; you have to demean the person who's running against you, and that's playing out. I think. Even in the public, you know, in, in voters, when they see this, oh. it's it's not enough to vote for someone or support someone. You've got to put the other person down. And you
6: also, but I think at a certain point, no matter what your party ideology, right? At what level do you just expect garbage to get picked up and roads to be paved and the fire department to show up if your house is on fire? The basic stuff that isn't red, it isn't blue. It's it's not ideology. It's what we pay taxes for.
4: Yeah, and you don't get much publicity out of that. It's probably one reason that, uh, you know, that people who many times who represent us don't concentrate on that. You know, you don't get a lot of publicity saying, "Hey, your garbage is being." Uh, yeah, I know, but the this. mayor's
6: in here every week, Paul. Yeah, I mean that kind of elected representation has never been more. Of it. I mean, they're out there. the The school superintendent. I, I mean, school board members. You know, but our state reps, our state senators, even our our congresspersons. I I, just, I don't know what they do.
4: Yeah and I think well, I think the point there in dividing it too is is really important you know you don't really have an issue with uh, with the mayor not locally no no because they're available they're in they're they're, they're working on uh, garbage problems and yeah. things like that and I think, but you get to the next level and I think that's where people kind of lose touch or those who represent us lose touch with us All and-
6: right, Nick always thinks that, like I'm an old guy uh, but I'm telling you there was a time, you, you know a great deal of time where we had a state Senator Dwayne Nolan, a state Senator Penny Severins, a state Representative Julie Curry, you know, Democrats Republicans, uh, it, it, you felt like they were in touch with the community, they were always around they were always taking questions and helping with constituent services and they, they felt you felt represented and it didn't matter whether they were a republican or a democrat
4: well they knew what everything uh, was about because they were there uh, you know you go to picnics or something like that or any gathering they were there they were there talking to people they were there listening to people's concerns and people felt they had a voice you know in springfield through these people and and whether it was dwayne or penny republican or democrat you felt they listened to you. And, and if Frank and just,
6: Watson was that way. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, there have been you know several. Right now, I just feel like I got a Google search to find Steve McClure's name.
7: He was here um, in June of of twenty twenty three. I just looked up. I was looking to see. I don't remember Sally. Turner?
6: I thought here, she was. here.
3: Yeah. I, she's yeah. not
6: in my recording. She, she, I, I, we, we talked. I remember talking. Wasn't she a coach or something that, like a volleyball coach mm-hmm. or something for years in Springfield? I, anyway, uh, I mean, I get that when you're trying to run for election, there's a new map. You got to go introduce yourself, but I would expect some follow up. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, Too often now, it's just about getting the job, telling people whatever, get some angry, make sure they go, don't vote for these evil people, got to vote for me. And then they go do what?
4: Well, I think also, you know,
6: you said Brad Halbrook's your state representative. Yeah, have you ever met him? No. Okay. Shall we though? But but you are a a publisher of a weekly newspaper that I would say audience wise probably has the highest percentage of voters of any audience uh, uh, of any media uh, outlet in this community, right? Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just demographics, and and yet you've never met him.
4: No, I I receive like we've talked earlier. You receive news releases, but they go to everybody. You know the news releases. I really have had no. Contact. It's almost like uh, I don't remember him being in, in Decatur. Yeah. You know, and, but I think in, in, in somewhat fairness in this, I think, you know, the chopping up of all these districts and that it's made it more difficult for those who represent us. I guess, but
6: they've always done this, Paul, every 10 years. It I remember. It seems
4: like it's worse now, though.
6: Yeah, than I does. don't know. They drew Bill Mitchell's church out of his district.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one, (laughs) Wilson.
6: They've always played these games. Uh, I met Brad Halb one time at the community leaders' breakfast years ago where he popped over and said something like, well, I think we're still on the air. I mean, the encounter was all of 30 seconds. Hmm. And you've never met him.
4: No, huh? Doesn't
6: that seem strange to you?
4: Yeah, well, it's it's much different than it used to be. They used to be beating your door down all the time, you know. And, And plus. And the good ones still do. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, Nikki Basinski is an example. Yeah. She, they're always making contact or you're always available. And here, look at the area she represents.
6: Yep. It's huge. No, I know. But, but, and she's also talking about agriculture and, and I, I mean, like, I, I just feel like there is a big middle chunk of this country, right? That probably isn't crazy about Joe Biden or Donald Trump and are so tired of the national politics and everything is about, you know, I I, I think that there is a craving out there for a grown up to talk about things like paving roads and and doing the basics. Don't you?
4: Well, yeah, I have that craving. I do. And that's what I think is so frustrating. Uh, you know, for me, and I think for a lot of people that I know, because they voice that concern, is they feel kind of left out of the process. The things that are important to them are no longer important to the people who represent them. And I think when you look at that, it's just like we're kind of a lost uh, yeah. voting public here that we, we want representation. We want good people in those offices. We want them to represent us. We want them to know what our views are, what our needs are, you know, in a community. And, uh, in all the years I've had the paper and it's been a long time and I've seen a lot of candidates and a lot of office holders. I've never seen a time where I felt personally yeah. so distant from those people who represent me. All
6: right. Well, I, you know, it, it isn't. I don't know. It, it, this is going to be a crazy election year. There's no if, ands, or buts about that, right? I mean, it's going to be nutty. Uh, it already is. And if you're watching any of this stuff, um, throughout, I, I don't know, the, the, from the national stage of a presidential election all the way down, um, you learn more about a candidate in what they do after they get elected than all the promises they make to you before they get elected. And and there is a less of a feeling of accountability or I'm going to come in and defend my record or I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm doing for you. I feel like there's less of that because they're all just fighting over these national fights that really – at it, it, the heart of things i mean like dan's you know got his supreme court gun right i mean i'm not saying the second amendment isn't important to a lot of people but the stuff he's talking about is is a tiny percentage of people to the general population i just don't think they want to come in and tell you what they're doing because they are not doing that much
4: well i i think anymore the those who represent us and not everyone but uh, many of those who represent us you know, have their own agenda, and many times that agenda doesn't match the agenda of the people they represent. Of what really is important, what right. I really want you to do for us or for me, and uh, you know, I and uh, you know, uh, certainly Dan Calkins has a right to his, his own beliefs and that. But I'm not sure that people vote for him just for his own beliefs. They vote for him because they want representation, or any, but, but, anyone but, but, else.
6: But look at the way it's drawn. They vote for him because there's no one else on the ballot to check.
4: Yeah. Well, how many opponents has he had? Well, except for the, you know, the first time. Yeah. I'm not sure he's had any, has he? No. And,
6: and and this is the crazy thing that I don't understand about the Illinois Freedom Caucus is that the Democrats want them there. (laughs) They draw those districts so they're safe. They want that to be the opposition.
4: Yeah. Because then they can do what they want to do.
6: Yeah, but I mean, they know they're not going to be serious about anything yeah. and they're not going to have any clout. They're not going to have any power. They're not going to be uh, able to persuade anything. What What has anyone in the Illinois Freedom Cau- uh, Caucus accomplished in Springfield, Illinois?
4: Yeah, I, I don't know. I know the answer. They don't have some. the numbers. Yeah. Well, I think that's that may be the reason, too, that, uh, you know, they turn to uh, to some of these other issues. They do not have the numbers to get something through that that probably we would. Right.
6: So so the answer is to keep running more candidates like that so that they get smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, And then the the excuse will be, well, we can't get anything done because no one will elect any more of us. So we're just going to ramble on about Trump.
4: Well, you know, I think the, I think the, to me, uh, the ideal would be, you know, someone who, you you grow the party, you grow the influence. You're not going to do that because
6: Jim Edgar wouldn't be allowed in the party.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, but I think you also, somewhere along the line, you have to realize, if I'm going to get anything done, I have to work with other people. And I see that on the national level and, yep. and many times that I, you don't work with the other party, you know, because, uh, you know, then you're an outcast, you know, if you do, That's you're not right. standing up. So then nothing gets done. Yeah. And unless you're willing to work together, both parties work together, you will have no influence as a minority. Party.
6: And I will tell you that I watched Nikki Budzinski do that with Mary Miller out at the Farm Progress. Show of
4: working together.
6: Yeah, trying to get her to, uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, which I thought was, and and she's, I, I'm not saying she's not partisan. She is. She's got her beliefs, and she's a Democrat. But I see her doing those very things that are that seem kind of old school today. You were right about Sally Turner, by the way. I was thinking of Doris Turner's opponent for some reason. I had that flipped in my head. She was not on the program before the election.
7: I looked at her picture. I don't remember. Yeah, I that's
6: there. what I pulled up the bio and looked at it, and you were absolutely right. Uh There was a volleyball coach. That's yeah, all I remember. I remember that person. Yeah, I think that was Doris yeah. Turner's opponent. Yeah. This is the thing. That we should be able to recall this instantly. Well, last time Sally was on, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah.
4: You think back, can you imagine, you know, thinking that about Dwayne Nolan? Was Dwayne Nolan in here or not? You know, it, you never used to Did think we, that. Have we met him? Yeah, yeah. Does he represent us? Yeah. And and I think that's the difference. And maybe it's because I'm getting older, but I've seen a lot of these campaigns, a lot of candidates, heard a lot of the promises. And it comes down to the bottom line is you're going to have to work with other people. You know, you may but, not you but, may but, I agree with them, but you have to work to get things done for your constituents.
6: I think the middle of this country and I don't mean like geographically, I mean population, the the people who are independents that lean left, the independents that lean right, people that are just fed up with, with what we're doing have to stand up because we're spending 80% of time on 35% of the population on both the left and the right that are taking all the noise, all of the oxygen out of the air. And I think most people just want to be able to get up and drive to work without dropping their car into a pothole. And... Those basic things aren't sexy. You can't fundraise off them. You know, we're to a point now where it's just theater. Yeah. I mean, it's always been a little bit of that, but they knew your name you know they Bill Mitchell was a genius. He could sum up in 30 seconds whether you lived in his district or not. And if you didn't, he'd move right up to the next person. <laughs> but he knew you know they communicated. They they were there. They were you know, you felt like you knew them by first name. I mean, I don't mean like us in the media. I mean just in general.
4: Well, you mentioned when
6: Nolan knocked on your door, he didn't have to introduce himself. You knew who he was.
4: You know, and you sure-
6: imagine Steve McClure popping into South
4: Shores. Yeah. Were you? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think also you, you mentioned earlier, you know, Senator Watson. and uh, he was he was uh, our senator when I was mayor. He, he lived in Southern Illinois, Greenville. Yeah, but he was here a lot. Yeah. he came to to a lot of the banquets we had. He was on the street. He was on the radio. He met with me. Yeah, uh, you know, as mayor of Decatur, and he was so plugged in, you'd think he lived a block away. Yeah, he was, and and, and here's someone who. Didn't even live in this community or close to this community. But
6: I remember though that when they redrew that map, which is why Dwayne Nolan retired, because he would have had to run against Frank Watson and that would have, you know, they were all little long time friends and, and, uh, uh, I, Senator Nolan, brought him through to meet everybody. Yeah. You you know, they did it the old school way of like, you know, here's this and this and this and this. I mean, I remember the first time he came in on the air, you know, it was Dwayne bringing Frank in.
4: And he brought him in to, we were over on uh, on North Park Street, I remember him bringing Frank in and introducing him, and we sat around the table and talked to him. That's the way it used to work, and that's the way you used to meet and know uh, the candidates. And now you're lucky if you can find them. Yeah,
3: well,
6: we keep getting what we vote for, though. Uh, and, you know, I people just, they instead of just getting angry about something that's some national issue that you're never going to solve in the state Senate or the General Assembly in Springfield, as long as you keep voting that way, that's what you're going to get.
4: Well, I think there are just so many people, and you mentioned this earlier, there are a lot of people out there who, whose views on a lot of these social issues have not changed. Mm-hmm. I think what has changed is they don't feel comfortable representing or having people represent them that practice like hateful policies or they go four steps beyond what they believe they believe in working with other people i mean you look at our own community look what's accomplished when everybody works together and uh, i found that true when i was in you know in uh, in parliament. when i was mayor uh you know that you had people that just wanted to to showboat and then there were other people that wanted to work together and get things done you almost like say, you do your show voting we're going to do the work here and get things done and I think that's that's kind of disappeared somewhat today yeah there's a lot of show voting today and,
6: and then what the government does, I, I saw this story in light of my situation yesterday uh, with the, the pothole that ate Pittsburgh um, literally <laughs> uh, the, the federal government uh, this isn't the state because this is impacting many states they're now not going to allow any of those funny messages on the highway signs you, you know because they're too distracting. yeah but a pothole is i can't pave roads (laughs) but they're they're now the 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 electronic sign's got to be more boring uh rather than i always enjoyed the humorous messages because i thought they caught your attention and that was the whole purpose right yeah but this is what government does
4: well you can't read the message anyway because the potholes made you have double vision probably when you're when you're going down but that's right I, i just like Maybe government should do some things that make sense for a change. You know, you hear, like, reports, you know, 300 new laws were passed. Yeah. You know, 300 new laws? Who can keep all of those based on all what we already have? People don't even obey the laws now. They don't obey speed signs I, I know, or but, anything else. I, I
6: know, but what are they worried about? It's like, I, you know, the like it'll say, like, I find your lack of seatbelt disturbing, you know. <laughs> you go, <laughs> I mean, that is actually catchy. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to put something very bland up there that you don't pay attention to at all because we don't
4: want you to be distracted. Yeah, you fall asleep when you read it because it's so bland. And I, I don't know. Sometimes you think that, that those who make those decisions in our government, are they really plugged in to, the, to everyday life, to what we do, what we need? Yeah. And uh, the answer to me it's almost like no. And I think some of the decisions that are made by these government bodies, you wonder – where did that come from? That's not even realistic. That's not even down to earth. Yeah.
6: And if you want downstate representation, um, you know, I, I get that you're going to be the, the, the party right now. I, I mean, Jen Edgar was elected governor of the state of Illinois. George Ryan was elected governor of the state of Illinois. Bruce Rauner was elected governor of the state of Illinois. All Republicans. Yeah. Darren Bailey was never going to be elected
4: governor. Yeah.
6: I mean it wasn't even and the idea that you invest all of this into something that can't ever happen you you soon become just that annoying dog in the corner that little one Paris Hilton dog that just barks that no one pays attention to or do you want to bring reasonable ideas and bring candidates to voters that might go look we are ignored by Chicago our roads are terrible we need representation and run as grown-ups.
4: Yeah, well, I see the list, and you probably do too, of where all the road work's going on, and that. I always look for uh, the Decatur area. You know, it Decatur
6: area. Let's an important point because when you were mayor, I know you got a lot of the blame, and like I'm, I'm complaining all morning about 121. That's not the fault of the Village of Mount Zion. That's a state road. They have no control over that.
4: Yeah, and I think when you look at that, where all the money is going. That money is going to these places because of the influence of the people that represent those districts. And
6: yeah. then you stop and you ask yourself, what, where is our representation? And do they have any clout? And are they getting anything done? R or D doesn't matter to me.
4: Yeah. And it, I think that's an important point. I don't care if it's a Republican or Democrat. I want things done for our area that benefit the people here. I have no problem with you standing up for your beliefs and for your rights and that. And, and you certainly have the right to do that in but, representing me. But and yes. the bottom line is, you know, do the work that right. you need.
6: And, and if your idea of, of good governing is divorcing Chicago, how do you ever think you're going to actually be effective?
4: Yeah. Are you ever going to work with Chicago to get what we need down here? Right. I mean, if, if they're the, the big bear in the room, you know, you kind of have to look and recognize that and say, Hey, I need to work as much as well, I can. You need
6: a grown-up. Just grown-ups. Uh, yeah. All right, Paul, uh, we got 30 seconds left here uh, before we go to bottom of the hour news. Uh, we appreciate it, uh, and uh, keep up the great work, uh, as always. Be careful out there. Uh, it's been treacherous the last week. We've gone from ice to fog. Uh, just take a little extra time out there on the roads today. Trust me. Uh, be a few minutes late rather than cause an accident. It is really, really foggy and only going to get worse this afternoon. Paul Osborne, publisher of the Decatur Tribune, former mayor of Decatur. We'll be back after the bottom of the hour news. Topper coming up up next don't go anywhere
5: Fox News I'm Chris Foster Former President Trump on social media says from this moment forth, Nikki Haley donors are blacklisted by his campaign. She reports a million dollars in fundraising since Tuesday when she lost in New Hampshire and Trump spent much of his victory speech attacking her.
6: He pitched a fit. He was he was insulting. He was doing what he does. But I know
0: that's what he does when he's insecure. I know that's what he does when he is threatened and he should feel threatened.
5: Haley in North Charleston, South Carolina. Donald Trump may testify today at the E. Jean Carroll defamation damages case in New York federal court. President Biden travels to Superior Wisconsin today for a speech about the economy. He's going to continue to talk about investing in America, what he's doing to make, make Americans' lives a little bit more easier, right? A little giving them a little bit more breathing room, talk about binomics. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, stock futures are flat ahead of the opening bell on Wall Street. America's listening to Fox News.
0: Sensations All for One are coming to Kirkland Fine Arts Center live Saturday, February 3rd at 7 30 With seven albums and over 20 million records sold, All for One is internationally recognized for smooth vocals and beautiful harmonies. Their single I Swear topped the Billboard Hot 100, and I Can Love You Like That is an instantly recognizable top 5 ballad. Don't miss All for One live. Tickets available at kirklandfinearts.com. Are you a certified lifeguard looking for an opportunity to make a splash in your career? then look no further than Decatur Family YMCA. We're seeking dedicated individuals committed to helping people safely enjoy the water. And with a competitive pay rate of $15 an hour, there is no better place to dive into your lifeguarding career. We offer flexible scheduling options, so whether you're an early riser or a night owl, we have a place for you. Join us at Decatur Family YMCA and become a vital part of a community-focused team. Learn more and apply online today at DecaturYMCA.org.
2: Hey everybody, it's Chris Harrison here with Place Real Estate. We firmly believe that staying true to our roots is the key to sustained growth, enabling us to deliver unparalleled service to you and our community. As we step into 2024, we are renewing our commitment to our core values. They are integrity and excellence, innovation, a client-centered approach, and trust and dedication. While appearances to the outside world do matter, we want our clients and friends to know our strength and commitment to you runs much deeper. Check us out at mainplace.us. A
6: little fog here in downtown.
7: That's right. Rain and some dense fog, a high of 44 today. Tonight, rain, patchy fog and a low of 35. For Friday, morning fog, cloudy and a high near 44. Saturday, 40% chance of rain, cloudy and a high of 44 again. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 37 degrees. Your WSOY time is 733. Tupper on Sports
0: on WSOY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecater.com.
6: Each and every weekday morning, we check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All right, a loss for the Illini.
3: You know, it was, um, if you're able, it's hard to do when you're rooting for one team or would prefer to see one team win. If you could be a little bit more um, removed from the emotion of it, That was a heck of a college basketball game last night. I think the Big Ten Network studio crew that those guys watch virtually every game, every Big Ten game, said that's the best Big Ten basketball game this season. Um, Northwestern winning 96, 91 in overtime, 18 lead changes. Um, you know, there's some things to grumble about, uh, the way Illinois played. To me, the two main ones were, the, again, the number of missed shots at the rim. Um, I know Brad and his staff chart that and they said they missed 20, what they call layups. Those are not all easy shots. Some of them are difficult. Some of them are contested. Um, but when when you get to the rim, you'd like to see them finish those shots. And then uh, defensively, particularly after halftime, I thought Illinois did a poor job uh, guarding the three-point line. Boo Boo is a great player. He's going to make Shots. He makes that, you know, a number of guys can make that floater in the lane, and it's usually from about 5 feet, uh, and he makes floaters in the lane from 15 feet. That's a hard shot, man, and, and he ended up with 29 points on 25 shots, so it wasn't really efficient, but Brooks Barnheiser was making shots. Ty Berry was making shots, and um, I believe Northwestern had 10 threes, after halftime. Uh they shot sixty one percent from three for the game. Well that's that's not good enough. That'll get you beat. And um and Illinois did some good things. Coleman Hawkins with twenty two points and thirteen rebounds. Marcus Damask with twenty two Gary A with fifteen and eleven. Terrence Shannon has not found his three point shot yet. I think he will. He ended up with twelve points. It was a difficult twelve um and so um you know really it came down to probably a couple of plays um and again illinois defensively would just just did not get it done Um, after uh, Justin Harmon scored to put Illinois ahead late in regulation and Northwestern comes down and Bowie gets an easy shot and they've got to defend better than that I've got to get the ball out of Boo Bowie's hands I know other guys were making shots but I'm going to let somebody else beat me and not him and then Illinois had a still had a chance to make a basket and didn't so they lose 96-91 up there Northwestern's Awfully good at home. Uh, Illinois comes home and plays Indiana at the State Farm Center at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Here in town, very quickly, the Millican women, 16th ranked in the country, beat Illinois Wesleyan 94-77. Last week, they won a two-point thriller up in Bloomington. Elise Knutson with 29 last night. She goes over 2,000 career points. She needs 10 to surpass Lindsay Ippel as the all-time leading scorer in Milliken history. They return home Saturday at 2 o'clock to play Carroll, a team they lost to in overtime in December. All right,
6: good stuff. On the other side of the break, we'll have a little NFL and a preview of tonight's sport talk. This look at Tupper on Sports brought to you by First National Bank, the quality bank, now open in downtown Decatur. Start 2024
5: off right with a CD special from First National Bank of Decatur, offering an annual percentage yield of 5.28, 5.39, and 5.54 for nine months, depending on the product type. For details, visit either Decatur branch at 1688 Baltimore Road or downtown in the Millican Building. You can also visit one of our other branches in Pena, Assumption, Taylorville, or Blue Mound. First National Bank of Decatur, the quality bank. FNBQuality.Bank. Member FDIC.
6: Back here with Mark Topper. All right, we've got a Harbaugh decision.
3: Yes, we do, and I think this is the one that's made the most sense all along. Harbaugh to the Chargers. Um and and he had options, including returning to Michigan. Michigan offered him the sun, the moon, the stars, everything. They were gonna make him the highest paid coach in college football. They were gonna give him all the power in the world. They were gonna you know, he, they were willing to give him everything. The thing is though. One thing they couldn't give him, they couldn't scratch that itch to return to the National Football League where he feels he has unfinished business. And he doesn't have any unfinished business in college football anymore, not after winning the national title. Uh, But that loss to his brother in the Super Bowl when he was the head coach of the 49ers still eats at him. And by the way, they play each other, the Chargers and uh, the baltimore ravens in the regular season this next season but that really bothers him and with a ready-made quarterback in justin Herbert, who's only 25 years old uh, and they do not have a general manager so he'll have some say in that hiring and he will have final say i'm sure on personnel matters and um, it's going to be a wild ride it's always a wild ride with harbaugh he's just a you know he's he's a little bit of a loose cannon but he's won everywhere and um, and they feel like he'll win with the Chargers, which is uh, they need an identity out there because they're sort of displaced from San Diego and, um, you know, when they have a home game, there's usually as many fans from the opposition as there are for the Chargers and they need him to get people cranked up about that franchise. We'll talk about that tonight on Sport Talk. Tim Kane and I will be in the studio from 5 to 6. Hope you can join us. Illinois basketball and, of course, a preview of NFL Championship Weekend with the Kansas City-Baltimore game at 2 o'clock on Sunday, in the Detroit San Francisco game at 5 30 on Sunday.
6: All right, my friend, we'll see you tonight at 5. Have a great day, Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All right, quick follow up. uh Are you good with the Cousins Belichick uh, talk with Atlanta?
7: Uh, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback and Bill Belichick is the coach? Yeah, yeah that's the go. big
6: rumor that's out there now. <laughs>
7: I've been reading all of them, but yeah, I'll take that pairing. Okay. Josh McDaniels calling the
6: plays. I like Kirk Cousins a lot more after watching that quarterback it's series a as a human being yeah. and as a competitor. Yeah. And like sometimes you get you think people are milk toast or something. I don't know what it is.
7: 4000 plus yards a season, give me him. You know and- how that
6: works though. Mm-hmm. I mean I think Mahomes is such a dynamic personality and he's all over everything. And then some guys just seem sort of just there. Yeah.
7: And the only thing I'd add to that wish list is they have a high draft pick. Go ahead and get the quarterback of the future, too. Yeah. And let Cousins steer the ship for a year, couple years, whatever, and get this young guy going. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is awesome. Okay. Belichick knows how to coach.
6: If they do quarterback season two, you'd still have your Falcons in there. That's right. This time with a good one. (laughs) Uh, a quick uh, other couple of follow-ups uh, I, I mentioned the overhead electronic signs uh, here in Illinois and the the federal government says you can't do that anymore um, but but here's the crazy thing I, I some of these were funny I mean the one that I saw that said Eddie says Twitter is full put your phone away that's funny yeah or no texting no speeding no catch-up Uh now they're saying that's distracting and and people don't understand because, you know, the government's really good at telling you what you understand or what you don't understand. But here's the thing. They have two years to change the signs. These are electronic signs.
7: Just to change the wording? Yeah. So the, so- the use of those signs is fine. It just has to be very infor- informational or they have to turn them off?
6: It has to be informational. It can't okay. simple, direct, okay. brief, legible, and clear. No funny.
7: I think I'm for that, weirdly. Um, I have seen amber alerts on there. I'm looking for a white Toyota or whatever. They work. Um, I I think that reading a joke, pondering it is probably –
6: if that is what's distracting it's you not. with the other eight thousand possible things while you're in your car driving, th- this is just funny to me on all levels because just a, a perfect example of bureaucracy. Yeah. Somebody in the federal government goes, ah, that's too cute. You know, I, we're going to change that. Now you can change electronic signs from a laptop, right? And right they have now. two years right to now. do it.
7: That's stupid. But that's government. I know. That's stupid. I'm not mad with with the idea that I like the use of the electronic signs. I have found them useful. I I do think that if there are seven thousand or eight thousand distractions now, it can maybe be seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine. I'm I'm fine with it. Um, it's probably for the better it's slightly.
6: At, it's as arbitrary as the two year time thing to I disagree to enact change. I it disagree. Absolutely that. is. The two
7: years is, is like out of, out of this galaxy dumb.
6: Cousin Eddie says Twitter's full. Put your phone away. Is, how is that any more distracting than I'm looking for white Toyota? Or just put
7: your phone away. It's less distracting. It's less words. It's quicker. I mean, it's not a big deal, but maybe it is save one life it's worth it
6: Th- then if you're if you're trying to save one life mm-hmm. in the united states of america why are you giving them a two-year ramp up to t- turn change electronic See, signs that's
7: where they're dumb and i'm gonna say that out loud well, i would hope so yeah, i mean they're dumb for that that's stupid but if they're saving one life let's lean in that way yeah, no, just like get it done this electronic week sign
6: give them till friday in the old place that took five minutes to completely reprogram
7: yeah I can't imagine the work queue is so big that you know they have to log in individually or anything like that. Give them a reasonable amount of time to get through the work. Two years is way too much. Call in independent contractors if they need to copy and paste. I, get it done.
6: And they will ignore the pothole that could cause a wreck or somebody dying because of what you may or may not read on an electronic sign.
7: They this should is, be able to do both.
6: I, I agree, but this is what government's really good at, is being really bad at most things.
7: Mm-hmm. And, and imagine this scenario hey Ray can you change the sign done Billy get out there on the pothole no, I like, think but here's hey, what it's supposed
6: looks, to be done like but here's what it today. looks like I got to go through seven state yeah. unions and then it's not Billy's job to do and it's why people have lost faith in sort of just the basic services yeah right I don't care whether the signs are funny or not I mean I'm not distracted by them at all Okay, whatever. I, I mean, my life isn't changed one way or the other. If they change it or they don't change it, it's just how they arrive at these decisions and then how they execute the decisions and the money and time that is wasted in how they do the bureaucracy, mm-hmm. which then leaves you no money to fill potholes.
7: Yeah, the executions where that falls apart. I mean, like you said, I'm not a fuddy-duddy. I like a good joke. I think it's funny. I'll find plenty of those on my own. I don't need the
6: Yeah, I'll, the I'll get them general. on my phone.
7: <laughs> yeah, while I'm driving. Uh, no, I mean, honestly, so I'm fine with that decision. Just make it happen and move on. But
6: This is what they do. That's, and That's what they've always done. They and, don't uh, have to, though. No, but they do. But they do. Uh, all right. And then you had follow up. I, I wanted to make sure, uh, I, you had a phone call during our interview with Paul.
7: Yeah. Candidate. Um, I have very limited amount of time to talk. I was trying to pay attention to you guys and her name's Marsha Webb. She informed me she is, um, running against Brad Holbrook. And I think, is it the 107th? Is that, am mm-hmm. I remembering that right? Um, I should, it looks like she's a Republican candidate um Certainly and
6: they got a lot of red
7: a lot of red that's yeah. i mean so maybe maybe uh not but that's what it seems like um and she told me that hey i'm a candidate that would like to sit across from you and talk to mr osborne and 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 be vocal so it was a response not like hey can i get booked but hey i would be that person All for right. whatever that's worth
6: well we'll reach out um uh i <laughs> Drop me a line. Uh She's got a little thing she on her She wanted website. to
7: give me contact. I was like, I got to go. They can find you, I hope. <laughs> I mean, maybe I wrongfully assumed, but but uh, I, I told her I'd pass the message along.
6: Okay. Uh, and
7: that's worth passing on to the people, too. No, no, no doubt. Yeah, that's pe- that somebody actually wants to talk. I don't know if she'll be any good. I don't know anything about her.
6: Uh I, well I I will tell you just from her website she's a former first responder paramedic lead instructor EMA storm spotter township trustee board of health wife mother and grandmother
7: all right no red flags on that list no uh
6: I will I will reach out
7: cool absolutely it seemed nice I, I'm sorry Martha <laughs> I just had to go <laughs> I did. And you know that. I, <laughs> it's the bane of your existence. <laughs> me on the phone.
6: Well, I, oh, dude, don't put this on me, pal. No, no. I, I was I in here talking to Paul. I had nothing to do no, with no. your phone call. I know. <laughs> uh, let's do this. We'll, uh, we'll take the break and then we will, um, I, I read an interesting article. I do think there is a time shift that will happen with elections and demographics, I don't know what it all looks like, but the number of people under the age of 40
7: mm-hmm.
6: in our population is 40%. Yep The uh, the number of people under 40 in the United States Congress is 5%. Mm-hmm. And there's this piece I read called Gen Z versus uh, gerontocracy is how, now I'm not sure that every demand over here is, a doable demand, but over here is this wall of, like, we don't even hear you, understand you, you know, uh, take the presidential election. I I mean, look at the age of the two candidates. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be a shift in power if young people will, A, actually show up and vote. So far, they will show up and protest. Doesn't always translate into show up on election day, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And what will that mean? Uh, uh, and, and, and will that be a, a big departure from where we are today? Okay. I mean, you're going to have this natural stuff, right? I mean, right. you got this huge chunk that isn't represented at all or right. very little. Mm-hmm. They don't see themselves in leadership in this country. That's right. And I would assume that probably goes for the state in most states. I mean, probably not just Congress. Mm-hmm. It's probably fair. But how do you govern 40% of the population when there's only 5% of that population in your body? Right. It's interesting. And one thing I do know about this 40% is they will start to vote as they get a little older. That's right. I mean, that much we know through time, that really doesn't change a great deal generation to generation, right? Right. And what will that mean for the future of politics in America? Mm-hmm. And who's playing to that? I mean, who is serving that audience to try to get their vote? All good questions. Yeah. We'll get into the uh, the actual article itself. That's fascinating. And then also, uh, we literally... Um, we'll go through that entertainment lineup, we'll tell you how to save on your power bill we'll tell you what the uh, Rotarians are doing with refugees from Ukraine, we've got a lot to get to here uh, and only about an hour and ten minutes left so we'll cram it all in, here's Nick with your three day forecast, back with more right after this
7: today we've got rain and fog high of 44 tonight, rain and then fog again, low of 35 Friday We got some fog without the rain, cloudy and a high of 44. Saturday, we get the rain without the fog, cloudy with a high near 44. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is 38 degrees. Your WSOY time is 7.50. This look at your weather, it's brought to you by Shaner's Towing. Fast, reliable, 24-hour towing in the Decatur area. Give Shaner a call, 217-875-2200.
5: When you have car trouble and need a tow, trust Shaner's Towing. Shaner's of Decatur is your best choice for business towing solutions in central Illinois. Roadside assistance, farming, towing and recovery, auto repairs and tires and more. If you're looking for a fast and reliable partner for all auto and heavy duty needs, just visit Shaner'sTowing.com. Trust Shaner's and save their number, 875-2200. That's 875-2200. When accidents happen, when you need a repair, trust Shaner's Towing we yeah.
0: What's up, Doc? A brand new medical podcast brought to you by Decatur Orthopedic Center. Join Dr. Sams and Dr. Sullivan as they take a peek behind the drapes into the world of orthopedics. They will explore the newest trends in orthopedics, sports injuries, and musculoskeletal health. These leading orthopedic surgeons will go into detail about surgery, life as a surgeon, and the impacting change of orthopedics. Find What's Up, Doc at NowDecatur.com under the podcast section or anywhere you get your podcast.
4: I'm Matt Fairchild with Hickory Point Bank. Here's why Hickory Point Bank believes local ownership makes us the right choice for business customers. If it was raining when you went to work this morning, it was raining when we went to work this morning. If you're excited about seeing your kids in the school play, there's a good bet our kids are there, too. Point is, local ownership means we live where you live. We experience what you experience. And we know that your success makes your town and our town an even better place to live and work. Hickory Point Bank & Trust, member FDIC.
3: You're listening to Buyers & Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com.
6: sister remember that whole thing uh that was censoring on the other side yep parental lyrics that's right tipper gore you remember that testimony i do (laughs) Uh,
7: i know you won't care about this but yesterday was the 35th anniversary of skid row's uh, debut album
6: okay it's pretty cool skid row
7: yeah I listened to an interview with, uh, their lead guitarist, really interesting guy, Snake Sabo.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah. Came away a fan. Interesting. Yeah.
6: You know where Gen X and the boomers intersect, which Where's is that? a really weird place, Timu.
7: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. We all want good, cheap goods.
6: You're not a boomer.
7: I don't know what I am. Honestly. I don't, I honestly don't know what I classify as.
6: Uh, here's the problem with Young people have always felt underrepresented, I think, probably, in government. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where it's a multi-factor thing. A, it's like if you want young people in government, young people have to run, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't just magically produce it. There's got to be candidates. Mm -hmm. And if there are candidates, they got to be able to fundraise and do all the other things that it takes to compete, right? And then young people have to actually show up and vote.
7: right. And, and I think part of the problem that is the, is the disconnect and perceived disconnect, maybe even more so than the actual disconnect, is that young people that need to raise money, a lot of young people don't have the money that is needed. They would have to go across, in this case, the quote unquote aisle to a different demographic that has the money and that demographic looks at them as not ready, not seasoned enough and so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in, in a lot of instances.
6: I think that's perceived. I don't think that's That's real. what I said. I, said uh, I think if you look at AOC or any number of people, yeah, that, somebody
7: that can shoot right through it, yeah. it's, it's there to be done.
6: But that's that. I think that barrier you just described is every demographic. When someone decides they maybe want to run for office.
7: Sure. There's enough. There's a lot of reasons why people or the apparatus or, or thought perception does not want that to happen. Yeah. Don't oh. poke through what we've got.
6: Well, Maybe. Uh you, you look at, I don't know, I, I, I think it, it is a higher participation rate of other demographics which produces the results of what you get. Doesn't mean there aren't barriers, but there's a lot of 45-year-olds that aren't spending their own money getting elected, or 40, 50-year-olds not spending their own money to get elected.
7: 45 is, is light years away from 25, in terms of like social networking and most, and just a typical run of the mill life, when you're, when you're a business professional or you're a person that is electing to do things in the community, community level versus somebody in your twenties, the networking, the, the more things that you have underneath you, the more that you've built up is 20 years of experience. Uh, not that it can't be done. I—that's I mean,
6: not what that, I'm saying. That kind of makes the argument for the older people going. They're not ready for this yet. I, I mean, I—I'll I, push back a little on that. I—I I think I—I I understand where you're coming from, but I think that barrier is there. You, you know, you got look at, the, at Brad Halbrook, right? There's no network. I don't know anything about him. He's been a state rep for a long time. That's all I know about him. Okay, but hey, how did he do that without all of this advantage of, of having... I mean, because he's not he doesn't know anyone in this community.
7: Yeah, I don't know how the map is drawn. I don't know how... Wherever the he... maps
6: are drawn, unless you're running for, like, a very small thing. How old is he?
7: Like... I don't is he older or is he younger? 50s. Okay.
6: Six, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, unless you're running for like a city council seat or a school board seat where the, 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 the geographical map is very small, you're not going to know everybody. You're not going to have, the, you, you know, you, just because you're indicated doesn't mean you know people in Shelby. I mean, right. there, there's a, there's a, an art to that and, yeah. and a way to do that that most people don't want to take on of any
7: age. Exactly. That's a whole nother part of it is like, yeah, if I could just sign up and be your congressman, I think you'd have a lot more qualified people that would just do it, but it's not like that. It's the idea that I don't want to put myself through the ringer. That's a lot of work on top of what I'm already the, the doing. The
6: ringer is caused by them. They've caused the ringer. The politicians have caused. Anything goes. Lie through your teeth, throw mud, do They I have zero complaints about I mean because they all do it. Right?
7: Most, or, or a good number of them, anyway. Well, the
6: one who just dropped out of the presidential race spent three years telling you how horrible Trump was, dropped out, and endorsed Trump. That's right. So everything you told me was a lie for three years.
7: Right. And we see that every four years, a cycle, with all the people that are on stage willing to just cut throats, and then they're like, hey, I'm right back. Yeah. What's up, guys? So,
6: you know, do I, I would love for it to be more grown up and serious and have better conversations and all that but i'm not they get most of my blame because it's their behavior that keeps perpetuating that
7: certainly i agree with that
6: and i think that there is this notion that decent people don't want to inject themselves into that mess
7: i agree with that also you're i think you're absolutely right
6: but i think that crosses all age groups as well um All I know is the age of the two people who are going to be vying for your vote in November, and only 5% of this age group over here is represented in government. That's a problem that's going to have to sort itself out. We'll be back after news. Stay tuned.
0: We're everywhere you are. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com.
1: This is RJ Crace with your stories now. The State Board of Education will ask lawmakers for a $653 million budget increase for the upcoming fiscal year. If they get their way, the state budget for pre-K through 12 public education would be just over $11 billion. The request includes a $350 million increase in evidence-based funding, which is required under a 2018 law that funnels new money toward the state's least funded school districts. The board is also asking for a $75 million increase for early childhood education and $35 million in new money to help schools accommodate the growing number of migrant children. Illinois received two A grades in a recent review of state tobacco policies conducted by the American Lung Association. The State of Tobacco Control Report gave Illinois an A in the smoke-free air category. Illinois also got an A for cessation services. The state received a C for taxation policies. More at our website now.
4: You've been
0: listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.